Good evening, everyone. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Marmar the Midboss bringing you Lag Radio, your weekly dose of video game appreciation, chiptune idolatry, do-it-yourself art endeavors, and so, so much more. Tonight, this evening, episode two, we're going to be discussing an outstanding, kind of unappreciated hidden gem. It's called Spec Ops The Line. It was developed by 2K Games and Jaeger Development back in 2012, I believe was the release. Originally intended for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and uh, later on PC as well. We're joined in the studio by our same friends from last week's program. Would you like to introduce yourselves, gentlemen? Starting. Yes, uh, I'm Alex. I should come up with a, a nickname like you do. Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think if you're going to be Marmar, Marmar the mid-boss, I'll be like... I don't know. I don't want to say it live because I haven't decided on it yet. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, we don't something, something with an A. It's in development. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I'm Brandon, and I should probably come up with a name also, yeah. but n- nothing right now. All right, <laughs> I don't want to commit to anything. Yeah, yeah. Sure, that's okay. Uh, so we are going to be talking about Spec Ops the Line, like I mentioned. But first, we want to set the stage with some music. Get that. Draw the line in the sand. Hey. hey, there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's why we have him on board. <laughs> <laughs> so for this game, it takes place in a modern-day era set in Dubai, but uh, the music itself, very much Viet- Vietnam War era sort of style with uh, the psychedelic rock elements and whatnot. In fact, the first uh, song that we're going to play this evening by the Black Angels called The First Vietnamese War. All of the songs um, for tonight's first portion of the show at least is going to be covered, uh, covering part of the soundtrack, so directly from the game. Some of them are licensed tracks. Uh, some of them are originals from the composer of the soundtrack, Aaliyah Kimmerl. I don't know. It's a Czech composer, C M I R A L. Mural. I don't know. Mural. Maybe it's maybe the C is silent. Maybe, maybe the C- M is silent. Or maybe silent. you accidentally pressed the C. Tripped me up here. Yeah. Cyril. Cyril. So all right. So we will uh, we will get to that music first. Set the stage. Then we're going to be coming back. We're going to be discussing the background and history of the game originally. So uh, make sure you check out our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Lag Life Radio. L A G. L-A-I-F-E-R-A-D-I-O. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram. It is at DJ double underscore Marmar. Two underscores. Better than one. So just two. DJ double underscore Marmar. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the show. Again, we are Lag Radio. Marmar the Midboss here with Alex and Brandon covering Spec Ops The Line. Enjoy. Good evening, everyone. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Marmar the Midboss here, joined by Alex and Brandon, and we are Lag Radio. Tonight, we are talking about Spec Ops The Line, developed by 2K Games and Jaeger Development. Uh, We are going to be covering first the background and history of the game, as well as, apparently, the franchise. Because I didn't know this, Mm -hmm. but Spec Ops is a franchise. Um, so yeah, it started in 1998. The original game was Spec Ops Rangers Lead the Way, and it was available only on PC. A uh, total of nine games, including The Line, which is the last and most recent one. Oh, I uh, didn't know that. I was wondering what it, where it was in, uh, in, yeah, yeah. in this, Line. This was apparently supposed to be the reboot of the franchise. There was actually a 10-year gap between wow. The Line and the previous one. It's like American football. And like American yeah. football, yeah. <laughs> Except they're not all just called Spec Ops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they relaunch it with the name just Spec Ops. Yeah. Just Spec Ops. That yeah. joke was for like two people, and I hope they appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Those, and those people were in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was supposed to be like the big comeback, kind of, but at the same time, 
Um, it kind of, like, even the developers knew this wasn't going to be exactly a comeback of the franchise. It was going to be, most likely, just a cult classic because of the way that the game's story goes versus how they were forced to market the game itself to the populace. Uh, now, was that by 2K? 2K, 2K, 2K published it, right? 2K. Yeah, so they decided yeah. on how to market yeah. it and mm-hmm. stuff. It was actually originally supposed to be Rockstar Vancouver developing the game, I believe, oh, wow. which had been very different, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would have been the same same level of quality or what what it would have changed but definitely would have been a different product but uh yeah so it was announced in 2009 but of course like we said it came out in 2012 number of development issues came up including some of the just the focus groups they were saying like this is kind of slow for a shooter Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like compared to what everyone um was used to with the call of duty series medal of honor series the battlefield series this was just kind of a little too methodical perhaps and so Mm -hmm. they had to to ramp up the action i guess um, which or the I pace, think at least. Maybe the, just like make it so you're just, you, it's not just like you fall asleep while you're playing the game. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we're going back to the marketing. There was, it was very obvious that if you look at even just any of the pictures of the game itself, this is looks like a standard war game set in the Middle East. You look like standard soldiers. Um, but that was all done carefully in order to make sure that the actual story itself and kind I mean, of a bait. A bait yeah. and switch. Interesting. It was a bait and switch, yeah. Um, That's smart. So I guess they knew that, and so it was kind of like they're doing this art for art's sake thing where like, they know it's just going to be something that's probably going to be taught in classes 30 years from now is like, this is what video games are capable of for art. Um, so yeah, I was, I, was, I was appreciative of that. Even if it meant less sales for them, it worked, I think. I wouldn't have played it if it weren't for the show, honestly. Right. Just because I, I mm-hmm. just have never... This would be my first... I played a little bit of Metal Gear Solid 4, I think Metal Gear Solid 1, but this is my first like war army type game that I played. Um, so I would have completely... Yeah, I would have, wouldn't have even started even knowing like, oh yeah, it's pretty interesting and engaging. But because of the show, I did it and I'm very thankful that, about that. Yeah, I think I, I've heard it come up every now and again. Uh, like Colin Moriarty from formerly Kind of Funny was always such a big backer of this game <clears throat> and like a couple other people at IGN and stuff like that. Mm. So I, I always heard that it was good story-wise and Nolan North voices the main character. Yeah, so everyone knows Nolan North. Yeah, he's in a bunch of good uh, video games. So it's like there's things going for it and there's some notoriety if you're like, always in the video game landscape kind of thing like if you listen to podcasts or watch series and stuff like that you maybe have heard of it but mm-hmm. for most of the mainstream gaming media i don't think they've even heard of the game yeah and it's kind of interesting like uh, it, it work. i think it works that way like it's just kind of bait, bait and switch mm-hmm. like if it was marketed any other way i don't know how it was marketed but i assume it was marketed as like just oh another you know run and gun kind of shoot shoot game and so it kind of is a way to bait those players of those games i would say to play the game and see like just how much of involvement with mental mental stress and post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. disorder this is kind of de- jumping into as like something you might not even realize with most art like like war games where the, you're just you know shooting people like mindlessly so right yeah i'm hoping that maybe some of the probably i hate to say kids but like that's who plays some of these call of duty yeah. games and stuff is like it, they're sure. kids they're under the the age of rated m for mature and uh you know i'm hoping that some of them might have gotten that bait and switch and seen this game and not just been like this is stupid like what is what am i should be thinking about like who am i killing i shouldn't be thinking about this i just want to blow up some dudes like instead they were able to sit down and be like wow this game is 
different. I feel mature playing this game. Right. Like, huh? I hope some people, some kids, mm-hmm. kind of like viewed it that way. But either way, you know, just like we were talking about, it is definitely highly regarded as a as a critique kind of the shooter genre. Um, you can tell from the the style and some of the soundtrack. It kind of it takes elements of those typical shooters. And it's it's like self-aware, I feel like. It knows that it's got these mm-hmm. generic guitar riffs in the soundtrack sometimes and like this is the action part. Mm-hmm. Like They were all intentional. It's intentional, yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel like it's it's a cliche or anything. Or at least a cliche not intentionally. But uh yeah, it but it it explores some really dark concepts like we've kind of been touching on a little bit. This is not your typical shooter game. It's it's taking this very seriously. And the the developers themselves um wanted to put forth this idea of a war game that's accurately portraying the experience itself. Uh, that was that was kind of their point. Uh, the de- some of the designers and the writers, the writer specifically, Walt Williams, said that came up with much of the story because he saw that a lot of the war games on the market just didn't really reflect that experience, you know, from not just the battlefield portion, but what comes after. Like, what happens mm-hmm. after you're done The emotional part people. of it, or the, the mental part of it, rather than just the physical and entertainment part of it. Definitely a defining characteristic of this game. Um, so unfortunately, it did commercially bomb. Mm-hmm. Pun kind of intended there, but but they it, couldn't yeah. have made it. I mean, they would have been a completely different game if they made a success. Honestly, I think it like would have been more successful if it wasn't as deep as it was. Sure. So yeah. I, it's you know, it's one of those things. It's like it seems like a word of mouth kind of viral type thing rather than, and I think it's you know would be better that way. Definitely as it is now. Yeah, because you can't market it like thinking the opposite way you can't market it as like oh this is an artsy game because then that's just yeah it's one way or the other on that and so people just can't get the subtleties of just what they were going for i think yeah there was no other way they could have done it speaking of marketing and some of those pitfalls one of the things that you might have noticed when you were playing you guys and also whoever's listening if they've played it or are going to be playing it uh there is multiplayer technically in the game Hmm. And that was, like, even the designer, Corey Davis, he says, re- with regards to the multiplayer, he has very strong opinions on this. <laughs> I saw that in the credits, because I didn't know that there was any multiplayer in the game, and then the credits said, like, multiplayer, like, ca- credits, like, voice actors. I'm like, what? Oh, there's multiplayer in this mm. game? Yes, exactly. I right? saw at the menu there's co-op, which seemed pretty cool. Yeah, Is that the multiplayer, or is that... No, there's oh. actually, like, a... Like a like an arcade style... Yeah, oh. like a Halo or a COD or something. Yeah, mm, interesting. so the designer, Davis, he said specifically, and these are quote for quote, the game mechanics were raped to make it happen, and it was a waste of money. No one is playing it. It's another game rammed onto the disc like a cancerous growth. Why didn't he say how he really feels about it? Though? That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering. And that's and that was because of 2K. That was 2K's decision. Yeah. Oh, and obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was just you needed to have it. If you're gonna have a shooting game, you gotta have a that's, multiplayer element. I mean, oh, even man. unless your bios had to. That's such a waste of shoehorn a multiplayer in there. You know what I mean? Like it's so expected by bigger. <laughs> Uh, studios and stuff like that yeah. which is unfortunate but if you want to make money off of your game it's kind of expected right yeah bioshock that's, was that's, able yeah, to escape that but bioshock 2 i know had a multiplayer element too yes so, yeah yeah same deal so mm-hmm. um back to the soundtrack a little bit interestingly so there was an original project of this game it was supposed to be helmed by josh of queens of the stone age um but then the project, of course, was kind of canned, and then they had to come back later on with what eventually became Spec Ops Line as we know it. Um, so now the soundtrack is this mixture of a lot of licensed tracks and uh, some original compositions, too, by a Czech composer uh, named Ilya Kamerl, who are Kamerl, well, kind however. of been talking about this. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we're going to be playing some of Elias, Ilya's, some, uh, some of his tracks. But uh, he was notably known for 
doing the soundtracks to a few movies, including the smash hit Ronin with Robert De Niro. Blockbusters. <laughs> Simply a blockbuster film, absolutely. <laughs> Piranha 3DD, for those of you out there who... Uh, Love some of those wonky, wonky <laughs> sci-fi films. Just the name 3DD yeah. should be, tell you everything yeah. about that movie. <laughs> Definitely like, an indicator. The additional D yeah. there. Yeah. And then another cult classic, of course, Bones starring Snoop the Dog, the Lion. Not to be confused lion. with the show Bones. Yeah, not the show not Bones. Snoop. No, Not the good not Bones. Snoop. The bad Bones. <laughs> hey, have you seen this Bones? You don't know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll take a listen to the soundtrack right now. We're going to listen to The Lost Battalion first. Then we're going to listen to a song called Riggs, named after character we encounter later on in the game we'll talk a little bit more uh, of course about the history and such and but then we're going to be getting deep into that story so stick around for that again thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine my name is Marmar here with Alex and Brandon and we are Lag Radio Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lag Radio here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. We are here with Alex and Brandon. We are talking Spec Ops The Line. Real quick, uh, we just got done listening to some wonderful tracks by Aaliyah Kamerl. Kamerl. Uh, we listened to most recently to Don't Worry, They'll Be Back. And then before that one was Riggs, simply titled Riggs. And then at the top of the set uh, was a shorter one called The Lost Battalion. Um, also, I forgot to mention the first couple of songs we listened to. Duh, those are very important. So those are the uh, psychedelic rock sort of sound we were listening to. First track of the evening was by the Black Angels. It was the first Vietnamese war, appropriately titled for the sound of the track, if you ask me. And then after that was Black Mountain with Stormy High. All right. So we've talked about some of the development. Let's get into some of this story. So first, really quickly, a lot of the critics definitely praise this story for being emotionally not a pleasant game right so it was it's heavy there's a lot of dark elements through there um and yeah I, we'll, we'll there's talk a lot of sure. f-bombs too a lot of f-bombs yeah for those <laughs> of you faint of heart when it comes to uh to some of the uh swear words yes no one thought of the children when writing this game no, <laughs> no one no one <laughs> not a game for kids uh so it's a standard sort of war story as we were talking about earlier on in the program you're forced delta force they're sent into dubai you have to find out what happened to the 33rd Infantry Battalion. Dubai, by the way, not your typical uh, view of Dubai. Not all the skyscrapers are standing or it's exactly. It's like post-apocalyptic Dubai. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's war-ravaged, sort of. There's this giant sandstorm that comes through every now and again that just, like, wrecks everyone. Um, yeah, the sand is a big element of the gameplay, too, so we'll talk about that. But, yeah, this is, this is Dubai as is seen in a post-apocalyptic kind of future. Um, but yeah, so you are trying to discover what happened to the 33rd Infantry Battalion. And uh, later on, you find out that the 33rd, they are still around. However, they have been doing some very, very dark things, such as rounding up civilians for execution. I was thinking that you were actually on a search mission to discover like any surviving um, uh, like civilians, but it was for the 33rd, spe- 33rd specifically. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, be- I believe so, yeah. Because okay. I think you originally he's like motivated to try and find conrad who was part of the 33rd yeah because he like, had some affinities for him because right, because he right. saved his life and stuff so yeah they work right. together it's never really like i don't think explicitly stated about what happened in uh what was it Kobol or Kabul or something somewhere in afghanistan Kabul, I, I believe yeah 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 mm-hmm. so it, it isn't said exactly right. there what happened there like there that's specifically something that they keep to themselves mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. yeah there is a connection there between the character conrad conrad who later becomes kind of the the villain and uh, and your your character, which is uh, Walker, but yeah. So 
you kind of adjust your mission at this point to start trying to find Comrade, who's the the CO, the commanding officer of the 33rd. And really interestingly, there are these moments of like moral conflict, right? There's these moments where you have to choose like one versus the other. There's a moment, one of the one of the defining moments for me was where there were the two men that were hanging. Yes, right? and for sure. That's yeah. the first major choice you have, I think. Uh, I mean, there, there's other choices, but like that's a good like you have no kind of real instinct of like what are you gonna what are you gonna choose or like like a i don't know what i'm trying to say but like a a leaning one way or the other kind of decision because it's like this is just presented to you immediately yeah like there's no context given for it right you're kind of saying yeah yeah like it was do you kill this person or do you kill this person this one's a soldier this is a citizen but it's like that's all your moral stands yeah (laughs) yeah that's really it so and and if you don't decide you you get killed you die yeah, sure. that's true. So you got to pick someone. So you got to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the story was like the citizen had stolen water or something. Yeah, so he was yeah. like a thief. Of mm-hmm. some he kind. he stole yeah. water, which is a capital offense. And then the other guy went to arrest him or something, but killed his the the guy who stole the water's family in the process. So what did right. you guys do? I shot the soldier. I believe I. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was me as well. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like stealing water. Maybe it's this is just like. Our, our biases coming from where we are in the world, right? Like, I don't think the ceiling well, is... Well, it was kind of interesting. Like, I mean, they put on... It's like, this is like a, a law that they broke, so it would, you know, he should be killed, or this guy who killed all these other innocent people, and it's like, we kind of probably, like, st- we're on the side of just like, you know, well, that was kind of unnecessary. So, I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah, like you said, it's like a moral versus law kind of uh, decision. Sure. Definitely the biggest moral conflict for me, and I think this is like the turning point of the game, was the the white phosphorus bombs that you use. So at a point, and that wasn't a choice though, right? That was just part of. Yeah, I think you were forced into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there was no way of getting around that because you come across as the Delta Squad, you come across this big uh, open area kind of, and it's just occupied by this army, like this huge amount of of soldiers in there, That's and there's true, no way yeah. for you to get across. And so you see to the right of you, there's this setup where you can basically like drop white phosphorus bombs on yeah the i know group. there was that i don't i feel like there was an option there i didn't choose it though but i feel like hmm. like he was like you can go to that and do that maybe it was just like a forced option where it's like if you attempt to attack them it would alert them and they just wipe you out could be. but yeah i feel like there was an option there but yeah i doubt it because that's such an integral part to the right to the story same yeah definitely so what happens is that you do you know, have this top-down kind of night vision-y looking perspective, kind of reminiscent of some of the sequences. And you Call launch this thing up, and it parachutes down, and then it—I don't know—it was really interesting. And then you kind of like can show where it's, uh, or it's like while it's going down, I think you can shoot or land bombs or the white phosphorus on mm-hmm. onto the full, like below you and aim at certain things and points. Right. And stuff. Yeah. And you're being shot at from from different like soldiers and stuff. There's also they look to be like tanks or Humvees or something. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they're all kind of like shooting you at that point. So you have to to fire these bombs. White phosphorus, by the way, this is chemical warfare. By the way, this is not just like your standard, I guess, bombs. This is a big deal. So in the context it's of like acid, real life, right? huh? It's like acid, right? Kind of, maybe. Or it's like a napalm. It definitely. I would say more akin to napalm. I would yeah. say yeah. Yeah, I think so. So there's. Um, in the real world, at least, we're talking about this is technically allowed in the case of war, but it's something that's. Definitely not, of course, in civilian areas, but also it's something that's extremely frowned upon in our real world thing because um, it's something I've read somewhere online. Someone had written like, if you use white phosphorus in warfare, that 
you just automatically don't win. Even if you kill so many people, you don't win because the propaganda win goes to the other side. Like, they yeah. got you to exactly. get to that point. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you just... It's a pretty yeah. big move where it looks bad on you. Right, right, for sure. So one of the... the this What makes this an integral part of the, of the game is where you don't just find out that you killed all these soldiers, which... I mean that's a big deal in of itself. All these people that you killed, but you killed that are part of the United Ar- you, you know your your army, right? They are, yeah. So it's they like should be, yeah, yeah. They should be on your side, but like you also killed dozens of innocent people, and you see, especially the image of this mother carrying its child, like protecting it, trying to protect it from the damage of this bomb, and it's just so oh, very very heavy. Yeah, and you're not even faced with the moral dilemma of killing the soldiers versus saving the citizens, because I don't think you see that there were citizens there until after mm-hmm. you yep. um, bomb the area. And you're walking and, through it, yeah. Yeah, and they're, like, kind of in the back, like, around this, like, other little area, so you don't really see them. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, man, there were, like, they were actually trying to help these exactly. citizens. Like, this one group of soldiers was actually sort of on your side and helping them, but you don't see that you, until You've after been so you conditioned in the game. Exactly. Like, Martin, as well as your the player been so conditioned in the game that like these are our enemies because they're trying to kill us mm-hmm. and that's kind of the thing that they they go through the whole game is like if they're shooting at us then they're our enemy but then you get to that point and you realize oh whoops yeah <laughs> at big real. time yeah and i mean that's the issue of collateral damage is it okay for us to be for be doing to for us to be doing this against to our enemies if there's an, an issue of collateral damage and, and lives innocent lives being lost now this is something that the Government struggle with all the time when when they're doing carrying out airstrikes on um, you know ISIS or what have you. Mm-hmm. Same same sort of deal. So yeah, this was a heavy 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 part, and I like that this is where the squad starts to kind of question you even more. So like there were a couple of moments I think prior to that where maybe yeah, there's a lot of or, arguments and stuff at this point. Yeah, just forward. like what did we do, Walker? Holy crap! Like you gotta, what did we do? What did we do? So and you as Walker, you're just kind of like I, I mean you can see it that he's struggling with this. But also he has to stay strong for the squad and say, we got to just push forward and move on. They're like, what are you talking about? We got to, you got to do something about this. Like, what can we do? And he's just, no, we got to push forward. So, yeah, I think that this is where it starts to, and we're not going to talk about the twist yet at the end, but um, this is where you start to talk to Conrad on the radio, I think. Or maybe it was a little bit before that. I think it's around this time. Yeah. Yeah. So talking to Conrad on the radio yeah, is yeah. a big part of the story we're going to touch on that in just a little bit St- listen to a couple more tracks and uh, then get some messages in there and we're going to continue on with this discussion of the story uh, but again if you want to call in well maybe call in next time 949-824-5824 right now we are in the past you're listening to us in the past but uh, yes so KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine you can always visit us of course online KUCI.org our Facebook page facebook.com slash lag life radio hit the like page we're going to be doing a giveaway later on so make sure that you hit that like button and comment on our post with regards to spec ops the line so you can win uh, a free copy of the game actually we're going to be giving away a copy of the game in full for the pc on steam so we're going to spoil the game but then if you're interested in playing it yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. i guess that's true yeah <laughs> uh, or maybe hey maybe you played it on the ps3 like or the xbox years oh, that's ago true, and yeah. you want to you want to relive it in your glorious uh, PC, you know, master race sort of thing going on. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, check it out at facebook.com slash radio. We're going to listen next to, actually, I don't even want to spoil it. It's not a song by the composer. It is done by a different composer. I think you'll recognize the song. Hope you enjoy it. Again, thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Marmar the Midboss here with Alex and Brandon of Lag Life Radio. 
Good evening, everyone. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss here with Alex and Brandon of Lag Radio. We are talking Spec Ops The Line. We just got done listening to a few tracks off of the album, mostly by the uh, original composer of the soundtrack, Elia Smurl. Smurl? Smurl? And uh, we listened to White Phosphorus most recently, very appropriately. Yeah. We just got done listening or talking about it, that particular event in the game. Before that one was Get to the Chopper. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to had to play that one. And uh, all the way at the top of the set, we listened to a uh, very, very famous composer, Verdi. The song is Dis Array. So we still have much more to talk about with regards to the story. Where we last left off, yes, we dropped the white phosphorus bombs on the soldiers as well as dozens of innocents killing them. So at that point, we are just forced to carry on. And Walker is constantly like trying to blame it on someone else and not himself yeah like throughout the game he's just like he's like i wasn't my choice you know and it yeah. was just like he was trying to deflect a responsibility from any of this which i think is another. a human thing though yeah like yeah well that's like a natural reaction like that's kind of what they were getting at with that it's just like you like for something that intense it's like i can't cope with the fact that i did this yeah 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 and i i think i was telling alex a little bit earlier is like I was watching this other video on YouTube that was basically calling this game an allegory for the heart of darkness. Sure. And one of the things he's saying is that like, or what heart of darkness says, I guess, technically is that like you can go deeper and deeper and deeper into your own human evil, but it's like each person is different in when they actually finally accept like, okay, this is me doing the evil thing. Like they're not innately evil, but you can be like you can tend to go into that path kind of a thing but everyone's different on like okay this is me doing this versus like they could go all the way to the center which is the heart of darkness and then that's actually technically one of the endings in this game but um interesting it's definitely Mm -hmm. as you're going along you can see walker being like more and more and more uh persuaded by like just following that heart of darkness so yeah and he's like alex was saying he's blaming it on someone else that like uh adams and lugo don't know and that they can't hear so it's like well yeah, yeah they you don't know that they can't hear yeah. it but it's it's done the that kind of stylistic I think there, way I that think there's like a couple of hints here and there in the game but it's not like there's like apparent. things where they're like yeah, what is yeah. he doing he's you know like like talking about walker mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. but you just don't really think about it until you play the game again mm-hmm. and after knowing what happens at the end right yeah definitely i mean uh, with regards to like that psychology aspect and stuff it Mm -hmm. just the power of the situation it is so strong people underestimate it all the time like if you put a certain person in the right situation or wrong situation they're going to act in a way that might be very uncharacteristic of who they are as people or at least they like to think that they are as people right Mm -hmm. i think um Mm -hmm. although it's a very questionable example the saw series uh, you've got people who just will like they don't care. They will kill other people if it means that they get to survive, or like they there will was break a pretty, off their own There was a pretty interesting episode on a, a YouTube Red uh, thing. I don't know if you've heard of uh, what was it called, Minefield, hmm. Mindfield, by the way, um, with uh, what's his name, uh, Michael Stevens, who does like uh, Vsauce. Oh, oh sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. He uh, did a series on YouTube Red. You can only see it if you subscribe. You know, do that whole thing. Um, and so I had a trial and watched, there was one episode about that, about like making a choice. Like they're, they mm. put all these real people in these situations that like they, in like a, a way that like they believe it, but then they can immediately go back and tell them. So they're not traumatized. Like this isn't a real <laughs> thing, but they put them in the situation, uh, kind of like a, a railroad experiment in a way mm. where it's like, there's people working and it's like, do they, do they redirect this train to kill five people? 
or one person and like what is their choice and why do they do it so it's it's kind of an interesting kind of um i don't know jump into the psyche of of that you know what we would do because we're hardly ever in that situation like just normally uh as adults or uh, as humans i think we're rarely in that situation unless we are forced into it somehow mm-hmm. which is not very common yeah similarly the the milgram experiment very well known one this is where i think there might have been even a movie done on it at this point but it's where you've got uh you know they brought in the subject and they sit them down in front of like this kind of control board of sorts it's got like a yeah, like yeah. a dial on it yeah and they pump up the vo- the voltage the the subject the person that's that's being like surveyed here i guess they're they're told by a person who's wearing a white lab coat all right you're going to be de- administering these shocks to someone in the other room you can't see them but you can hear them and with each shock there with each answer that they get wrong on like a test that you're giving them you're forced to shock them and each time that they get a wrong answer you shock them and then it goes up a little bit further in voltage until like you see on the voltage thing that it even has like a skull and crossbones mm-hmm. and oh, you right, you're hearing right. the people in the other room going like ow stop it ow that hurts like this this just i mean it's a pre-recording that's the thing right, they don't tell right. the subject it's but, not really happening but yeah. they make them believe that they're actually doing this right very nowadays by our standards it's very unethical to do this because this could have potentially and probably did cause some trauma to mm-hmm. to the, the subjects but um yeah so it's you would think that enough people would stop at a point and say like all right, this person that I've been shocking for the past 20 minutes or whatever, they stop making sounds. Yeah. Like, oh, this is bad. I did something bad. But, like, the majority, something like 80-something percent of the subjects continued until they reached the skull and crossbones, like, death voltage level. And this is something I think a lot of people don't realize. Again, that's the power of the situation. They don't know what they would do if, yeah, because they're not in that situation. Yeah. You say, like, I would never kill a person, but, hey almost all the people in this particular study did potentially kill a person if it was real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, that that power is crazy. So, uh, continuing on with the story, though, we do meet a, a CIA agent, another um, group that's here in the on the ground in Dubai. Uh, Riggs is his name. He kind of helps you with battling the 33rd, the, what's called the damned 33rd later on in the game, referred to as, um, because he also has his own agenda. He doesn't really explain it in the beginning, but he says we need to secure the water supply uh, because if we do that, then we're going to force the 33rd to like surrender or something. They're just going to, you know, we'll have the power and they won't be able to rise up against us anymore. We'll be able to go home or what have you. So by doing so, you help Riggs in a way that you don't realize at first. Basically, what it does by taking the water supply is rigs while he's driving these tankers and i assume another one of his one of his men they crashes the whole water supply just gets the tankers that the water is in just gets like exploded and it's gone and that means that all the survivors here in dubai citizens soldiers alike they're going to run out of water they're going to die and this is what keeps the situation under wraps this is back home Riggs's whole thing his cia thing was that he didn't want this getting out to the public because this could incite a potential war between the middle east and the u.s is this right? Was this that wrong? Sounds, that sounds about right, that yeah. Right, I yeah. forgot about the whole water uh, the water tank thing. Now, do you think it was right of Riggs to do this? Do you think that he was in the right to? I, I guess it's more, it was the CIA right to do this, right? Because I think Riggs is kind of just falling sure. out yeah. a mission. Yeah. I think it's, I think in terms of what the CIA would do, it makes sense. 
um, because, like you said, it could cause a war between the U.S. and other Middle Eastern countries, and that potentially could, you know, have more innocent people being killed and stuff. So yeah, because it's not like you could send in more U.S. Uh, troops or allies or anything like that, because there are already U.S. soldiers there. You know what I'm saying? So it's people might have some issue with that if they're given that assignment. Um, so I think for the CIA it makes sense, but the only drawback to their whole plan or whatever is that. The citizens are also going to die as a, uh, like a consequence of that. So it's a very, very difficult situation right. to be in. So it's like, do they go in and try and just save the citizens? But there's also their own soldiers there. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a tough spot to be in. Yeah, I see. This is kind of reminds me a little bit of the World War Two Hiroshima Nagasaki bombings. Yes. It's like, do you do you kill all of these innocent people? Because if you don't, then it could potentially lead to a war that's going to just murder millions more. You yeah. know, it's that it, kind of like we were talking about the railroad. But like you're thing. Make, yeah, you're making the choice, so it's it, it's like then it's on you or or whoever is deciding this. It's like okay, we're making a choice. Either way is going to kill people. Which which is the better option? You know, right. there is yeah. no better option because you're killing someone still. So yeah. it's just. Because it goes from the train killing five people to you killing three people. Yeah. Because yeah. you're making the choice. Or do you right. just let it go and just pl- play off ignorance or, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one. It is, yeah. It's it's a thought experiment that's been around for ages. And, yeah, it's it's still but we're going to solve it now. No, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so the the whole Riggs incident with, with the uh, water supply going basically spelling certain doom for everyone there's no way to go around this so you just know at this point we're not going to have any water everyone else is not going to have any water you are actually also split up from your squad at this point too mm-hmm. um you're you're on your lonesome for one of the the few chances few chances in the game um that's also we'll be talking about this later on this is one of the difficulty spikes i encountered too when you're mm-hmm. on your own you've got like a desert eagle with five or six shots yeah. in it and then just like the squad comes in at you and you're like oh crap what do i do? <laughs> like there's very limited cover and everything uh yeah uh so good in, in some ways because of just like the tension and, and action and you have to like sneak around but also not i don't know anyway so uh this is kind of most of the story that we've gone over so far we're going to be coming up to some of the major major revelations in the later parts of the game in just a little bit uh but for now though let's get back to a little bit of music after um some brief messages and if you want to check out our facebook page facebook.com slash lag life radio is where you want to go to hit the like button check out our post about spec ops the line make a little comment there doesn't matter what you say on it that's okay we'll enter you into the giveaway for a copy of the game hey you could even gift it to a friend if you already own the game you know it's an early christmas kwanzaa hanukkah present uh or birthday present early or middle because kind of we're kind of halfway between <laughs> you're right though you're right True. <laughs> it's uh, it's the summer christmas the summer christmas yeah, yeah there you go um yeah but yeah either way go and check out our facebook page and hit the like button and get yourself some giveaway opportunity you can also check out our artwork that we're going to be doing for this one i've already posted the one from last week's show I still need to work on the tutorial video. I've been encountering some issues editing video, which is something I've never done before. But I will get that up. Uh, I made a Legend of Zelda clay pot in the oven. It's pretty easy to do. Um, this week's is going to be kind of a painting. You'll check it out on there. You'll see. It's it's pretty neat. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. So check it out there. Also, Instagram, DJ double underscore Marmar is where you want to head to. 
for following me and just seeing like my daily life things and also posting about the show and yeah all sorts of kuci related stuff as well but for now thank you for listening to kuci 88.9 fm in irvine my name is marmar the mid boss i'm joined by alex and brandon and we are lag radio see you just a little bit Good evening, everyone. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Lag Radio here with Marmar the Midboss, Alex, and Brandon. And we just got done listening to a couple of wonderful tracks off the album for Spec Ops The Line. Most recently, a licensed track by Mogwai, wonderful post-rock band Legends in the scene. Glasgow Mega Snake was the song. Before that one was The Storm Fight, and that one was by Elia Samurl as well. Uh, the composer of the album, uh, the whole soundtrack, really. So, all right, we are still working through the story. Here we are halfway through the program. We're going to be talking now about the sequence that comes after Riggs blows up the water tankers and basically just murders everyone in the whole city, including you. Uh, okay, you get to now at this point hunt down the radio man. So, Well, actually, before yeah. that, you get a choice of whether or not to, to shoot. or actually, He like tells you if you like, you can shoot him with a magnum. Or let him burn. Oh right, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Which so, does yeah. does impact uh, the environment in ways. Yeah, mm, interesting. True. I didn't know this, but I mean, just like looking, doing my research after the game, it uh, different like elements, and I don't want to spoil it. It kind of goes into what you find out at the end. But I mean, we're spoiling the whole. Th- well, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah we'll, I we'll spoil it in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, yeah, so yeah, Riggs gets caught under the water tanker. You're given the option of shooting him or just walking away. What did you guys pick? I shot him. <laughs> you shot him. I think I let him burn. Yeah. I, I let that full burn. burn too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, why did you why did you shoot him? Not to corner you or anything, but just yeah, like No, I mean, most of my decisions most, most of my decisions in the game were just like I f- was feeling like the game wanted me to. It was not yeah. just I wasn't immersed to the point where I was like making moral decisions. It was just like is like to put him out of his misery, I guess. This is what Walker would have done, you think? Probably. Instead I mean, he likes shooting. He, done, but he likes yeah. shooting. He's <laughs> he yeah. shoots a lot of people. I, I think at that time, though, because who was it that was um, under the truck again? Was it? It was Riggs. It was Riggs. Okay, yeah, because at that point, I think I was like, I don't really agree with what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm not really going to give him suffer. this last thing. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, that was my my thing too. It was mm-hmm. if you killed all these people basically by denying them all this water, you deserve what is coming to you right now, right. which is a bunch of flames. So you know, live with your decision. There you go. And I've heard that. I mean, a little bit of a tangent. I've heard that that's the like one of the worst ways for you to die is like being burned alive is just the most yeah terrifyingly. I'm not a fan way. of torture too much. So no, it was, no. If I were deciding morally, I probably would. Even though, like, yeah, I just was like, yeah. If I have the, the choice of like just to have someone burn and be tortured to, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. I wouldn't do that. Mm. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so after that, though, we do start to hunt down the radio man. Now, the radio man, we haven't really talked about much this show so far. You guys want to... He's kind of the overarching, uh, like, yeah, he's exactly what it sounds like. I mean, that's his name is very appropriate. Yeah, because he, I think he's just sending, not propaganda, but like saying messages on the side of the 33rd and he's broadcasting it over all of dubai and it's kind of in this makeshift radio tower i think yeah. like they mm-hmm. make it out like of a like a pa system yeah. yeah um and then i think you eventually go up to him in the tower and like he's just a dude sitting at a desk like saying so like he's not in any type of soldier uniform he's yeah. just like some guy so it was 
is kind of off-putting that like the reveal of oh this is what the radio man is he's just it's like it's like when you come into kci and yeah. you're just like <laughs> oh it's just a regular guy just sitting in front of him yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. he's not a rock star and here's just a dude yep. yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah it was a neat i mean throughout the game he's playing all of these like licensed tracks and stuff on the air mm. it's the vietnam vietnam era sort of 70s psychedelic rock stuff um and yeah so you go up to the radio man and i didn't really understand like why did we why did we kill him? Why did we need to kill him? He was just yeah, like he was putting out this propaganda, right? Mm. Well, but, like, I think that was kind, kind of, of addressed by Adams too. It was just yeah, like yeah. why? Why would you even like? There was no re- reason to. He wasn't right. a threat, so yeah. Because does Lugo shoot him? Yes. Yeah, and then Adams is like, oh. why did we do that? And I think Lugo That's right. says something like, "Well, he could have like told them where we are, or like told them something like you know that you can't trust him because he's clearly on the side of the thirty third. But even then, I was like. I mean, he wasn't really. He was just some dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't he, it wasn't like he was. They were the, so clouded by the uh, by the art of war that they just like yeah. like oh, we can't trust anyone now at this point. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So you think that maybe if this had happened earlier on in the game when they weren't so like mentally fatigued and and worn down Probably. by all the decisions, they wouldn't have killed him mm-hmm, for sure. Same? Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So after that, though, we have this really neat helicopter sequence that, that we also fun. experienced at the beginning of the game, right? So the opening mm-hmm. of the game is you're on this helicopter as Walker. Well, first you um, you blow up the whole tower, and that was kind of fun. Oh, you, sure, like, sure, you sure, have sure. to yeah, escape, yeah, yeah. and there's all these all the uh, the thirty third trying to get you, and then you get on the helicopter, and then you just blow it up, and and I had kind to do that one a couple too. times, but. Yeah, it was, it was slowly, and I got yeah. killed a couple times, so it's not that easy. Like, you think you're all powerful with this turret and stuff, but nah, you don't. Then it goes into that, uh, where the helicopters are chasing you, and they're all sure. trying to get you. Sure, sure. I liked that this minigun didn't have any sort of uh, overheating aspect. You just yeah. were like... Yes, yeah. That's right. Because most turrets in the game, they all overheat, but the yeah, the minigun was just going all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, then it goes to the helicopter chasing, which is what started off the game, too. Yes, Which I don't know if we mentioned that at the beginning of the show, but... Or the, the no, beginning no, no. of the story stuff, but yeah, no, it, it starts like in what's it called in Reyes Media? Is that what it's in Reyes Media? Something like in in action in basically. media res. I yeah, think. there you go. Thank you. Yeah, so that um, that's the start of the game, and you kind of go through this helicopter sequence until you crash into another helicopter and there's this you know you're being chased by all of these other helicopters you're like where are these coming from this sandstorm hits and yeah, you're just kind yeah. of weaving between all these skyscrapers at the same time it's a really powerful i really like that that particular scene um but yeah so the moment that this helicopter sequence starts up again at this point in the game though later on walker even says something like hey i think i remember this or something he's like this isn't right this is yeah. we already did this yeah we already did yeah. this yeah that was and they're and they're like what do you mean he's like i oh, just forget about it and just keeps on like doing it so that's the first kind of like what's going on kind of deal right well not the first first one there's a lot of other like ptsd elements that you can see that are happening throughout the game and flashbacks and not really flashbacks but just kind of hallucinations hallucinations yeah. there yeah. You go, yeah that was the first really big like apparent one though yeah where you're like wait as the player you've already played this part yeah like because as a player you think it is just in media res where it's like oh we're now we're at the point where we started but then he says that and you're like okay hmm. something's going on here yeah. yeah 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 so what do we make of that exactly are we saying because like, there's got to be a reason why they included those lines of of like wait we already did this is this talking about deja vu are we talking about like reality is this just well i i mean my wall? theory on it goes a little bit further into the story like yeah i was gonna say like at that point into the game i don't know what 
I think I just was just like, okay, there's something, there's some foreshadowing going on or something going to, they're going to explain a bit more about, but I had no, you know, no other type of assumption of why there was like this repeat. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if we want to go into spoiling the rest of it yet. Sure. All right. We'll, we'll go back to it in a bit, but, uh, for now though. Okay. So we'll move on after that. The helicopter gets downed. Uh, you get thrown from it and you're split up from Adams and Lugo again. This is interesting, uh, uh, like scene where he's like, you see the tower and there's flames coming from it and right. it's like crazy. It's real hallucination kind of, yeah. All it's, the people oh, that you've, I or the people esque. that you know that you killed, like are coming toward you and like dissolving and yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. A lot of kind of guilt, uh, hallucination, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I think Conrad literally says, welcome to hell as like that scene starts. Oh no, that's yeah. a, that's a later scene. Is it? Yeah. No, I think I think that's the same scene. Because this, I think this one is like he's on the sand, and then he's just like there. I think he's hearing. I don't know, but there's another scene where there's like people on fire, and that's later. That's a few times. Oh, later. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah there yeah. are two separate scenes. Mm. That's true. Either way, yeah, just yeah. crazy stuff, and then you find yourself in all this sand alone, um, mm-hmm. and you have to go and meet up with with Adams later on, and uh, then try and find Lugo. And Lugo, when you do come across him eventually is being hung up yeah after this this helicopter crash is when things just get insane yeah as, as if they weren't insane already it's just like yeah everything just kind of starts happening yeah it's it's sad in some ways but it's also a little bit i mean lugo wasn't he wasn't innocent either and none of you of you guys mm-hmm. were innocent but you find him being strung up by the citizens not even the soldiers but the citizens and uh, you are able to shoot him down real quickly but he the rope point, not him the rope yeah yeah you don't shoot him down uh you shoot down the rope he falls and you discover that he is non-responsive so um you know you as walker start administering cpr while adams is trying to push back all the citizens who were you know just really belligerent like, and like they hate you obviously because of the whole water thing and yeah so then you're faced with another decision of like do you just plow them down you know these are not these are innocent people but they're just acting on instinct and what do you do and there actually is a choice there i didn't realize that but is there really yeah you can actually like scare them off by shooting in the air oh see i didn't didn't do that that yeah i didn't either i mean they just kind of force you in again that's an interesting kind of thing they do it's like they just kind of put you in the situation or you're like okay i guess i gotta shoot them yeah. But you could you could have done that and scared him off. I don't know if it make a like a story difference or you know, interesting yeah, I don't know. physical difference. But yeah, I just noticed they sure started like pushing at me and kind of like punching mm-hmm. me or something. Yeah, and you start feeling a threat. And you're like, okay, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Well, they got me good then. Yeah. All right, that's mm-hmm. that, that would yeah, have been another same. option. Um, but yeah, so Lugo dies at this point. You're you're not able to to resuscitate him, so he uh, passes, and you go on with Adams further past that point. So. Um, think we'll take a break here for now though get to a little bit more music and then we will finish up the story and then hopefully. get into hopefully yeah. yeah and get into uh some of the gameplay and uh yeah so stick around again you're listening to lag radio here at kuci 88.9 fm in irvine my name is marmar this is lag radio with alex and brandon covering spec ops the line enjoy 
Good evening, everyone. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Marmar here with Alex and Brandon and the world... Or not the world. Oh, oh, oh it's happened. No. The that first time it's happened. It was the world happen. of lag radio. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. The save. The save. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Yes. Lag radio is the name of the current program on the airwaves. Definitely not anything else. Uh, <laughs> we are covering Spec Ops The Line this evening. We have been talking about the story. We're still going to be getting through that now. So we're going to continue right after the death of Lugo, uh, our squad mate Lugo. So after that, uh, we were just kind of discussing off of the air a little bit. It's kind of just like this jump transition. There's some hallucinations that go on, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's some hallucinations for sure. But at this point, you and Adams are so like distraught over the loss of Lugo and everything that's happened that you just need to find Conrad. And so you start hustling over to... Uh, yeah, it's like, what else is there to do in my life other than I need to get... I need to figure out what why this is all happening. And yeah. And it's Conrad. Conrad's supposed to be the answer at this point. So um, you and Adam storm the Burj Khalifa. There are just tons and tons of troops everywhere. Um, this was a pretty difficult portion of the game for me yeah. as well, mm-hmm. which, I mean, appropriately so. It's the end of the game, so it should be. But, yeah, I remember that being kind of a tougher one. That very last uh, pathway, like, yeah, where you just have to get up there and you have all those turrets and stuff, that was what I was stuck on today. Like, yesterday, I got through. I, I stopped there. I'm like, okay, I have two more chapters left. I'm going to do those tomorrow so i had like a two hours today to do it and i'm like okay i'm i'm gonna try it and i was stuck for like i think 40 minutes just that one spot because it was just it was it was tough but like i don't know it it kind of it kind of trains you into doing the more difficult versions of the game um because at first it's kind of just you can wing it but now it's like okay now you have to strategize and make it from one spot to another because otherwise you'll get killed because those turrets are just gonna uh, get to you and they're just keep pumping out people you just need to get to the turret as soon as you can but yeah it was it was definitely difficult and the difficulty spikes on that mm-hmm. for sure so at one point uh during this sequence this is where we encounter the death of adams so your other squad mate does pass away at this point he kind of sacrifices himself in a way he's just i don't know if you actually like you see him die yeah he kind of sacrifices himself that's true you're um, running away at a point there's like a split there where he's like he's like you guys guys kill me you know just like shoot and stuff and and he's like no we gotta we gotta find conrad like this is like that's his mission then he's like oh if you want to give up then go ahead and then it splits off you don't know if he dies or anything but you kind of assume that you don't see him after that at all explosions and stuff behind you going on explosions in the sky (laughs) wait a second different show (laughs) (laughs) wait wait wait. oh yeah (laughs) not again (laughs) i'm hallucinations (laughs) um yeah there was just like nothing left for you at this point i think that's what adams was thinking Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. even if you found conrad like this doesn't take back everything that you've done adams had just kind of given up at this point i think so he pushes you off to go do your thing i guess but you know he he went out in his blaze of glory and he literally pushes you off right it's like those sandbag things yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, for sure he doesn't even like like go ahead it's like okay then fine and pushes him off Mm -hmm. so so this is where we finally get to the ending, right? So there's a short sequence where you're not even fighting any enemies. It's, it's really interesting because I like this other part of the 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 radio tower and then this area are both like like a lot cleaner, like a lot less gritty and more mm. uh, contrast. Like the colors in it are very interesting. And it's just, it's kind of unca- like an uncanny kind of part because like it's everything is like there's, you can see water and there's like yeah. aquariums and stuff. Aquariums. And I think it kind of adds to the theme of just like, what's what's going to happen and stuff mm-hmm. right and so yeah. you have no weapon and you're just walking you can't yep you can't run you can't do anything you're just walking and hearing dialogue 
And you, so you walk up to what is an elevator that leads you through the tower. But before you, you meet the elevator, you see all of the different uh, members of the 33rd. Surviving, yeah. Yeah, so, so the survivors, and they're, like, at attention. And they welcome you into the tower, I believe. So uh, you go up the elevator, and you go into this big, you know, penthouse suite sort of thing. Not, I mean, like, it's gigantic. It's mm-hmm. huge. It's multi-story, or, like, two two-story, but they're very, very big. And, um, yeah, inside there, you finally meet conrad himself and what happens with conrad turns out well first he's painting he's making yeah. he's making a painting when you meet him you see him like painting and everything in a cutscene. um in the center i think the centerpiece of it was that mother and child it's a mural of life. that that like prolific part and scene of the of the game where like right after the white phosphor phosphorus it's just like everyone's melting and stuff mm-hmm. and it's just like kind of an interesting yeah yeah scene and then he disappears behind the mural. We follow him, and you see then staring out into the uh, into the abyss of Dubai, war war ravaged Dubai. You see a wheelchair, and you see a, a man seated in it. And of course, you turn him around, and you see that he has indeed passed away. Not even recently, necessarily. Maybe, maybe he's been there. He's been nice and right for yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you find out that Conrad was dead all along. And the the big twist, of course, is then that he was his talking to was a figment of your imagination. He was over the radio. He was just you as Walker trying to reconcile all of the horrific yeah. atrocity things that you've done. So um, Conrad himself had committed suicide after he had understood. Okay, I haven't saved my unit. I haven't done my mission. This is it for me. So at this point, you've come across a choice because yeah, it kind of does this retrospective of all the different moments where oh man, like. The slashes, like yeah, like yeah. the the two the choice you had of the hanging people were were not real people; they were just already corpses. But yep. you had that, yeah, and just kind of understanding that all this has been to cope with or trying to cope with the fact that you were, were like murdering people, cold blooded, and and it's just like yeah, it comes to a head at this point. It's heavy, and you're mm-hmm. you're faced with now the ending where Conrad suddenly you've got this kind of everything goes dark. There's like a mirror in front of you. You see yourself, and you've got a gun. And you've got Conrad, or in the mirror at least, and you see him with a gun as well. And he's threatening to shoot you at this point. And he's, mm-hmm. he's saying, you know, fess up to, to all the things you did. Take responsibility for your actions. Um, and so, at this point, for me at least, I only... Like, I knew that there were multiple endings. But for me, I acted in the way that I, as Walker, I think, should have acted probably. In this case, I didn't do anything. I let Conrad shoot me. Um... Mm-hmm. like the the figment of your imagination comrade shoot me and then it cuts to ending number one which is that he kills you kills you and that is you kill yourself right even i've slowed down that mm-hmm. portion later mm-hmm. on looking at a video and you can see um when you you know step back after your shot you see like walker's gun, gun goes up kind of like as it shot himself oh i see and what falls. It's, okay. it's it's interesting it's kind of like huh yeah it's i don't know so that's what happened to me. You, you as Walker, then are you know, seated against the the wall there, looking out over Dubai, and uh, yeah, that's that's and the end credits. of it. And pretty much credits, and there is no epilogue or anything. However, as you guys kind of found out, mm-hmm. if you do something else instead, then you trigger some other endings. So, Alex, we'll do you want? We'll to go, go Brandon on? first. Oh, okay, Brandon first. Yeah. So on mine, based off just gameplay like what i thought the game wanted me to do i killed conrad but i think he got to maybe because he's counting down from five like before he shoots you right i think he got down to maybe three because i was like 
okay, is something else going to happen? Like, is something going to save me or anything like that? But nothing happened, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to. It's shoot one of those Conrad. things like you just don't encounter in games much. So you're yes. like, wait, how are they going to? How are they going? Where are they going to go with this? Right. Yeah. And I, I was like, and I did realize that as you turn um, the camera or whatever that he does, it's kind of animated a little weird. But he has the gun. Conrad points the gun at you. Or no, you're pointing the gun at Conrad, and then as you move, the gun goes to your own head, like yeah. as you're panning. Not to your right. reflection, but to your to like, your own head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I knew that it was an option, but it was still like I think the game wants me to kill Conrad, with, but I wasn't understanding the whole like what that meant in the bigger picture at the time. So that's kind of what I saw. Um, and then after that happens, we do get an epilogue um, because Walker or you as Walker are still alive, and. In the epilogue, he's kind of the only one around, and this unit of soldiers comes and says, hey, we're going to rescue you um, to bring you back to the U.S., and you're given the option to either... Yeah, you're holding a, a gun. Yeah, you're holding a gun, so you're given the option to either shoot all of them or um, just go with them and go back to the U.S., um, and I think for my choice, I ended up shooting all of them just because, again... That seemed like that's what it's a very Walker thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's what Walker's been doing the whole time. So that's kind of where I went with that. Um, And I think the ending you get after that is he's just in this repeating cycle of Dubai over and over and over again, just like having to live with the decisions he's made. And and I think still at that point, kind of putting it on other people. He hasn't taken responsibility for what he does. That's what that ending is, at least. Yeah, I think so. I love the closing line of that because it's the same line that he opens the game with pretty much, which is he like walks away from all the the giant squad that he just killed and he goes gentle or he answers the the radio. That's right. He goes up to the radio um, that like another soldier had been trying to contact the squad with. And he's like, hey, do you guys come in? Like, what's up? And he just answers with gentlemen welcome to dubai and then oh, he walks away right. yeah. which is just like oh that's heavy man mm-hmm. he's just still mm-hmm. trapped in his head and yeah it reflects back to the beginning but yes and then out. my ending was similar to brandon's um except that i dropped my gun at the end at the epilogue this is post credits and then um they go back home and in the car the only difference is you get like a scene where he's in like a, an R, a humvee or something like that and uh, mentions like how would you sur- like the one of the soldiers like how would you survive that like that's just insane and I forgot what he says is it it's it's something like who said I survived yes yeah that's true that was, yeah yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's just like so stone faced and just like he has to go back and you to can kind of tell it's, yeah it's like yeah he's he's dead inside like yeah. all the stuff that he's like seen he's never going to get rid of he's going to have PTSD and everything but it's like yeah it's heavy yeah there is or one so other you think. ending too though so the other ending is if you do encounter those soldiers you do decide to try and attack them but you actually don't make it you don't kill them all you are killed by the soldiers instead so you are then ending the game lying in a pool of blood there's a conversation actually that happens between you and conrad kind of discussing um your time together when you were in uh oh cobble cobble in uh, Mm -hmm. afghanistan and such and um how conrad says something he ends something with like um you know you don't go home if you are a soldier because Walker asks, like, are you going to go home after this, I think, or or do you want to go home, or I want to go home, something like that. Conrad says, you don't go home. Soldiers, they just want at the highest, at the end of the day, they want peace. Um, they will do their duty, they will die for their duty, and peace is the best thing that you can get out of it. And that's it. And kind of just, like, pans out of, of Walker into the pool of blood, almost. Hmm. I mean, hmm. I don't want to spoil any other, any other sort of media. So I will say there's a famous TV show 
that may or may not have aired on uh, AMC. Oh, okay. That uh, and <laughs> similarly, I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, then you just spoil it for me, but yeah. <laughs> did those the come Walking out? Dead, maybe? Uh, huh? Did those come out at the same time, like the ending of that show you're talking about and Spec Ops? Was that around the same time? It may have. Breaking Bad, or, well, it, that might have been like a year after, maybe. I mean, it's been like six years since... Both of them. Both of them, pretty much. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I think it's yeah. fair to spoil it at this mm. point. But. All right. Anyways, yeah. So, uh, those are the endings. Heavy, heavy stuff. We're going to get into the gameplay now. Well, it goes in a little deeper, too, with the whole, like, what that might... In, like, what the whole concept... I guess we could end the show with that. Like, what the whole what i guess the analysis of that of his mm. experience and what that actually was or what was real and what wasn't real um, what do you think? did you have you seen any interviews with the with the people or I read didn't. anything um they mentioned that like there's different fades to black and fades to white that mean different oh, things yes i did hmm. see this. so yeah, fades yeah. to black are like what's actually happening and fades to white are like two hallucinations so if you play the game and you can see that you can see that Pretty much after the um, the helicopter cl- uh, crash, it fades to white. So that leads to believe that I think the, even the developers say that they all die in that helicopter crash, oh. and everything after that is him in hell and living through his mm-hmm. guilt and everything. Wow! And ha- having to suffer through all that. So it's yeah, yeah, it goes pretty deep. I wish we had more time to talk about that, but like yeah, yeah it's pretty they, interesting. They, did all, they basically like semi confirmed that that's what's going on. They didn't want to like say 100% that that's what that's what uh like is happening but i think most people that's what they wrote the story yeah, yeah, yeah. to be mm-hmm. jeez i love that that's, yeah, that's, so that's cool. it makes you want to play it. yeah play it over again and right. and kind of see all this thing kind of like you know uh i don't know the, the classic example what was m night Shyamalan's first movie uh six sense six sense yeah where it's like once you find out the end you're just like oh that changes a lot of the interaction right, with these characters right. i want to see what that is and yeah it's really clever that's the way that a twist should be. It should make you rethink everything that came before it. Yeah. That is the, the quality, I think, of a good twist. So I was very happy with this one. So yeah, if you guys want to play this game, um, well, for one, you can pick it up online and, and on uh, you know P- PS3 and Xbox 360. But yeah. you could also enter our giveaway. So go check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lagliferadio. And like the page, comment on the particular post regards to Spec Ops The Line, and I will enter you into the giveaway, and we'll see about giving that away this coming weekend. Uh, also, check out our Instagram, DJ, at DJ double underscore Marmar. Oh, this is your Instagram rather than ours. Mine, but yes, yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah. My particular personal <laughs> the mid-bosses. one. The mid-bosses. Thank you very much. Um, in the meantime, though, let's listen to some chiptune music, and then we'll talk a little bit about the gameplay and soundtrack of this wonderful, wonderful game that we've been talking about for the past hour and a half. So, <laughs> all right. We'll cover in just a little bit. Thank you for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Again, this is Lag Radio with Mom Ride the Mid-Boss, Alex, and Brandon. Good evening, everyone. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Marmar, the mid-boss here with Lag Radio. Brandon and Alex also, of course, in the studio. We are discussing Spec Ops The Line. We're winding down the evening. Um, real quick, before we get into the discussion, the music that we've been listening to. So most recently, Oracle, A-U-R-A-C-L-E. The song is called Rainwalker. Before that one, and that was a single, by the way. Before that one was a couple of tracks from Chiptunes Equals Win, Volume 6. Um, the one before Oracle was by Cubby, Dolphin AF is the song. And uh, then at the top of the set was a real crazy, almost like channeling IDM music um, 
song was called hmm. it's got a really long name reborn sounds of childhood old, dreams go goliath and the electronic tiger say the old saber pulse sound saber pulse that's who yeah. it was i was saying saber pulse yeah definitely definitely the saber pulse sound i love it um all right so we've talked about the story now in depth we've talked about the history of the uh game and the developers as well let's go into the gameplay and soundtrack very very briefly before <laughs> yeah. the end of the evening so gameplay luckily pretty basic um Mm -hmm. definitely gears of war influence like the third person perspective the using cover uh system very very reminiscent yeah this is something i never had any other game experience with so it was all new to me and i really enjoyed it it was uh, the whole like you just broke it down it was just hiding like kind of like 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 sneaking or or being uh, or like metal gear solid where you're trying to trying to avoid any conflict and um but like hiding and shooting when you can and then making advance and just keep on doing that until you get to the checkpoint mm-hmm. so it was pretty it was pretty fun that, oh, I, I think if you have you played gears of war any of those games all of them. so okay in those games when you're about to throw a grenade does it show that same like arc and hmm. where it's gonna land it does okay because i thought i had only seen that previously in uncharted but um, i've seen that, yeah, in, that in worms <laughs> yeah, for sure. Actually, it's not even in worms, worms but yeah. yeah, yeah, dang. But yeah, I, I was about to say that might be the only thing that's different from Gears, but it's exactly the same. So wow, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of ripping off here for sure. A lot, a lot of ripping off. I yeah. think that was that it was a, took a backseat to obviously to the story. Sure, yeah, I yeah. think that's uh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Um, something that you just mentioned though. Oh, what was I just going to follow up on? Something that you mentioned. Oh, the stealth sequences. Mm. How did mm-hmm. you guys feel about the stealth sequences? Because yeah, go ahead first. Uh, well, I feel like they weren't so much like stealth sequences as they were like, if I pop my head out at any point, I'm just going to die right away. Yeah. Like, mm. it, I think it was more of like the difficulty being so high because you wouldn't classify this as like a stealth game in no. any capacity. But there were but certain there elements those, where you'd those... put silencers on your gun to try to get get some guys dead yeah. before. There were very small yeah. areas. I'm trying to think of one. I think it was the, the radio tower. Was mm. that one of them where yeah. like like you could just kind of easily like snipe not snipe them but use a silencer to kind of pick them off one by oh, one yes. and not alert anyone? Yeah. That was that was kind of cool, but it was yeah. definitely not a stealthy game. Yeah. But there are ele- there are like parts in there where you can like no one's alerted and you can kind of pick them off one sure. by one. Yeah, you use mm. your squad. You're able to command but, them with the one of the right bumper. I yeah. think it is, and you target oh, them, yes. and they attach their silencer, and they just go. Like, Most of the time, though, you're just like you're you shoot one and they're like, hey, they're here, and then they just come yeah. toward right, you. Right. It was like linear stealth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was sand. So we talked about the sandstorm thing. Um, there was sand in some of the battles. Is it gimmicky? It's kind of cool. What do you guys think? Like where you shoot out glass and suddenly like this giant... Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. I mean, yeah. it was it, it was like uh, terrain alteration, kind of, like kind of, phase. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made you think about the battles a little bit differently maybe, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I don't think it was super effective with some of the times that I used it. Like, I don't know, maybe that and the exploding canisters. The exploding canisters just didn't work for me. Whenever I shoot them, yeah. they just didn't have a big enough explosion or something. Yeah, they were kind of weird. And I, yeah, and that's another, I, one kind of gripe I have about the game was when you're shooting, at least the heavy, shot like a rocket launcher and you're just like, well, just like yeah. still standing. It's like, yeah, okay, the heavy come on. has like at least 10 times as much health that as guy. a soldier. Yeah. <laughs> His only weakness is... Maybe like three heavies in the yeah. whole game? Yeah. Oh, there's a few. And then, and More his only weakness is that little window in his in his head everything everything yeah. else i don't maybe it's just like high defense you gotta grenade that fool a lot yeah. Yeah. i'll tell you what and then even the weakness that you mentioned like you have to break that down and then mm. hit him like True. it's not even if you hit yeah. that you're good it's like still a lot and i actually found you can cqc him too which is 
Oh yeah, that's tough though, dude. That I tried that well, sequence with the mannequins. I was telling you off. I don't know if I said this on the air, but off the air, I was saying that I, I had a problem where it loaded this. It loaded me before uh, one of the heavy battles, and I had like barely any bullets. Hmm. So I had to just attempt doing that, and it. I found out it worked, but it's very very tough. Dang, jeez, impressive. Um, how about the weapon choice? How do we feel about all the different weapons? Were there enough? I, was were there cool. I thought I liked. I liked them like how they all had their own characteristics and kind of i feel maybe be um more like accurate to what they actually were in real life and um different sounds different rates shooting rates so you had different kind of power to Hmm. them yeah to me this game had one of the more effective like pistols in a lot of shooting games because a lot of times the pistol was like like not effective at all so it's like almost used to that yeah it's like a last resort type of thing but in this game i feel like you could pretty much if you got a headshot on someone they were dead in one shot so it was like I think it was scaled uh, pretty accurate to like how it would be in real life type of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like felt that. good about the mm-hmm. guns. They mm-hmm. felt like satisfying, popping people off, and it's like that's they would drop like that in real mm-hmm. life. Probably it wouldn't it wouldn't just be like oh I'm gonna regenerate my shields behind this cover real quick. Like <laughs> no, you're down. So yeah, for the most part they would die like realistically, I guess, and not like take so many hits. But yeah, you could tell like if you're hitting their ar- like their their armor, obviously it's gonna take a few hits. But if you hit their head, they're gone. Like mm-hmm. no matter what weapon, pretty much. Another copy from Gears though, the execution thing. So if you oh. shot them down and they weren't dead, they would kind of just be like crawling around. You could run up to them and just like curb stomp them or something, and just like nail them with the butt of your gun a few times. Mm-hmm. That was intense too. Yes, like, it was. Yeah, no chainsaws though. No chainsaws, no. No chainsaw, no. no chainsaw bayonets this time. That's the one <laughs> um, difference from Gears. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There it is, yeah. Uh, all right, so I think that's just about anything you guys want to touch on with the gameplay. Remind, besides that? or My only real beef with the game was the, uh, I was curious about the music, and I was waiting through the credits, and I waited like six minutes through the credits, and it just gave you a link. <laughs> like, you couldn't even click on it. You had to memorize it. It was yeah. like 2K games slash, uh, you know, the line music credits and it's like okay really they couldn't they put all these people in there but they couldn't put they even put like a list of their like babies that were born during the <laughs> development but they could not put the music in the game and i was like <laughs> that's why you listen to this show so you can hear the music and marmar the mid boss can tell you what they are yeah well with the soundtrack there was definitely that mix of lights and stuff like we talked about there's mogwai there's actually some songs by Jimi hendrix there's deep purple in there there's a song by bjork a um, couple of songs we played tonight by the black angels too clearly wanted to get that vietnam era feeling across trying to mixing that with like we listened to tonight from the composer themselves these i almost would classify them as post-rock instrumentals and i was thinking those were all licensed but i was amazed that those were all done by that guy yeah yeah it's good stuff the guy who made bones with snoop Dogg. yes (laughs) so good on him and piranha 3dd (laughs) (laughs) how far he's come i suppose um especially like there's this ending sequence uh with conrad when you're doing the face off this kind of just build up this post-rock thing it's just oh it felt so good it was like i don't know that to me is like perfect music for that game it was it really was um and then you've got like this generic rock guitar riff thing going on whenever you mm-hmm. enter into some of these battles. There's just such a like a, a parody critique thing of your traditional shooter. So I liked that. Again, like we talked about earlier, self awareness. Um, yeah, I was I was really happy with how the license works worked in tandem with the original tracks. Um, yeah, I don't have any real complaints about it besides like Alex mentioned with the credits thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, soundtrack was definitely awesome. But like uh, the only thing with the um, 
like the straight up rock is that I didn't realize it was kind of like an ironic thing until much later into the game. Like mm. as I started realizing things were going on, because at first you're like, oh, this is like the Medal of Honor reboot, like kind yeah. of atmosphere. But then you realize after that they're doing that, like they're self-aware, like right. they know what they're doing with this. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to just wrap it up for Spec Ops The Line. Any last final closing thoughts? I was impressed. I had, like I never would have played this game, like I said at the beginning of the show and last week, or actually on my show as well, um, that I would not have played this game if it weren't for the show. And I'm glad I did because, I, I don't know, it gave me kind of similar vibes to, in a way, to uh, Jacob's Ladder in that like mm. the whole kind of war and hallucinations and PTSD kind of, I don't know, it's really interesting to me. Yeah, and for me, I had like heard about the twist at the end, kind of in like a small bit of detail. So I knew that there was some great story aspect to it. But seeing the whole thing progress like all the way through the campaign made me appreciate it way more. Mm-hmm. Like, the story is probably up there in some of my favorite stories I've ever played, at least in a game that's a shooter. Yeah, for sure. there's yeah. not many games that will do like that much of involved of a story, and right. so when they do, it's very it stands out, especially in this genre too, which you're not don't feel like you're expecting, and so it's I don't know, it was good, it was a good good play. Agreed. Same that and all of that and the darkness too, just the the yeah. reality of of war. So I think is it, it was very well done. So kudos to 2K Games, but more importantly to Jaeger Development <laughs> for making this one. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about Super Metroid. There's our announcement. Super Metroid is next week, so please get to work on that if you want to join us for that discussion. Uh, It doesn't take too long to play. It's on Super Nintendo. You can also get it for various other Nintendo-related platforms. Virtual Console for 3DS. I think it might be on Wii U as well, if you have a Wii U. Not on Switch, so pretty much if you have a 3DS. people who have a Wii U, you can get it on the Wii U. Present. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have a 3DS, that's that's what I'm going to be playing it as through. There you go. So, yep, join us next week for that. Check out the website, facebook.com slash lagliferadio for our discussion on this, for our free giveaway for the uh, copy of the game that we talked about tonight, Spec Ops The Line, and also our original art pieces. So thank you so, so much for listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My name is Marmar the Midboss. I've been joined this evening. Thank you so much to Alex and Brandon. Thank again. you. Thank you. And we will see you next week for another edition. Thank you so much. Take care.